0: Thank you for listening to the official podcast of White Oak Pentecostal Holiness Church, where we cultivate true worshipers in Wilson, North Carolina. For more information on White Oak, visit WhiteOakPHC.com. And then every now and then, praise God, we have to write them. We write them and then we put them somewhere that it reminds us. Amen. I got them stuck all on the wall in my restroom, my bathroom at home, on the refrigerator. Amen. Amen. And I remember when the prophet came and she told us to write those things down. Amen. Amen. And I wrote them. And I put up there that I was going to be debt free. Amen. Amen. And Rayshawn, I also put up there that you will bless Lucas Plumbing. Because you gave the gift. I remember that. But God is bringing those things to pass. So Charlotte and Terry, you got to write these things down, whatever that goal is, and then put it somewhere. Amen. Put a date up there on it. Amen. That it reminds you of who you belong to. The confession of an overcomer. The Christ of God has proclaimed that I am an overcomer of the world, the flesh, the devil, and death. By the grace of God, I agree, and I walk daily in... The overcoming power of Christ. By God's grace, I hear a cry from heaven, proclaiming that I have come to this conclusion. That the answer is not exclusion. The answer is inclusion. It's not evolution. It's revolution. The Christ of God has taken up his watchfulness in me this day. Amen. To God be the glory. Thank God for the confession that we are overcomers. As you go to your seat, I want you to find... 1 Kings chapter 3. 1 Kings chapter 3. In your scriptures earlier today, the question was asked who is a wise man? What makes a man wise? Is it how much knowledge he obtains from the books? How skilled he is. Man, Keetana, you can play that keyboard. And RJ, on the drums, man, you are the bomb. But what really makes a man wise? What gives a man discernment that he may know good from evil? God help us. The world that we stay in today is a fallen world, Mm -hmm. and it fell when Adam and Eve disobeyed what was told them way, way back at creation. It became a fallen world because up until then, they lived in a perfect environment, didn't they? I mean made out of good soil. Come on, somebody. And all they had to do was eat of everything in that garden except for one little thing, one one tree. In other words, they didn't think about all God had blessed them with. Ain't we like that today? Don't we look at, uh, you know, we look at the one thing we can't do and we forget about all the stuff God done blessed us with. (laughs) Think about that. And that's what they did. Amen, that old nasty, stinking, conniving devil that inhabited that serpent and came in and brought deception. Did God really say, well, you really, you really can't get pregnant? Not, not, not the first time. He'll talk to us, won't he? But he's full of lies. The devil is full of lies. And the Bible says that he is the father of what lies. We are trying hard to help these children in this program not to pick up these habits. What makes a man wise is his relationship with Christ. Because there is a wisdom in this world that would have us to think that doing good is bad and doing bad is good. But Christ doesn't operate that way. He says that when we humble ourselves before him, I can elevate you. And a humble spirit doesn't mean you're weak. One of the strongest men I knew was my husband, but he was a humble, humble man. Mm -hmm. But there was a man who was even humbler than him, and that was our Lord and Savior Christ. But what makes us wise is our relationship with Christ, and it has to be elevated above everything. You guys got to get this. Man, RJ, if I knew this, at what age are you? If I knew this at 16, mm -mm -mm. if I knew about just submitting myself to to Christ and trusting him, just asking him what I needed to do, it would have made all the difference in the world. Would I have married your grandpa? I believe so. But he loved himself some sherry. I believe so. Amen. To God be the glory. But let's read a little bit. Amen. Amen. Because when we think about Solomon, we think about his wisdom. Amen. But he was yet a man. And it is a story that we don't think about that often, but he's one of the examples that the Bible gives. So we're going to go to 1 Kings chapter 3. You got your word? You sitting over there looking like that? Amen. Where that phone at? Amen. All right. So 1 Kings chapter 3, and we're going to go down to verse 3. Everybody got it? And Solomon loved the Lord. Isn't that wonderful? Solomon loved the Lord. Solomon was David's son. Amen. Walking in the statues of David, his father. Only he sacrificed and burnt incense in high places. So that first phrase right there tells us a whole lot. That he loved the Lord. Verse 4 says, And the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there, for that was the great high place. A thousand burnt offerings did Solomon offer upon that altar. So the offering, amen, of sacrifice was noted as a way to give praise and to honor God. Amen. So they did this, praise God. Amen. He knew about it, praise. In other words, if I, if I love the Lord, it is about me giving. That's why I told you I love to be a giver. Amen. Y'all getting this? All right. Verse 5. in Gibeon... The Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by what? Uh-huh. And God asked, and God said, excuse me, and God said, ask what I shall give thee. Mm-hmm. You got it? Now, who, who said ask what, what you want? The Lord is speaking to who? Solomon. And Solomon is what? Dreaming, okay? Tell me God won't still talk to you in a dream. He'll get your attention. Verse 6 says, And Solomon said, Thou hast showed unto thy servant David my father great, what? Mercy. According as he walked before thee in what? Okay, righteousness and truth. And in what? Righteousness. And in what? Uprightness of what? Heart with what? D. So Solomon is thinking about his father. Mm-hmm. Amen. And, and, and know thou that he's king. He's king after his father David. And he is remembering, and Solomon said, Now what he said? And that thou hast showed unto thy, now you did it for my father. You had what? Great mercy according as he walked before thee in truth. So, daddies, mamas, it means something when you are walking upright before your what? Come on, somebody. They may not say it, but they're looking at you. And your actions speak louder than your what? Come on, somebody. Amen. Now, they got, I, I remember my mama. Now, I'm going to tell you now, my mom and dad. Now, my daddy did some awful things because he was a fighter and sometimes he'd fight my mama. Come on, I'm just saying, being truthful. But I believe God saved his soul. Amen. Because somewhere along, I don't remember when it happened, he stopped fighting. Come on, somebody. And started loving more. But Solomon is remembering his father David and how he walked in truth and in righteousness and in uprightness of heart before thee. And thou hast kept him, kept for him this great kindness that thou hast given him a son to sit on his throne as it is this day. So he is remembering so Solomon is remembering, think about this. He is remembering how God blessed his father. And then he blessed him so. Now, John, this would be like you. It's just like you thinking about how God blessed your daddy. And how your father walked upright before you. Come on now. And then how he taught you what he knew. What his father had, ta- had taught him. Come on, somebody. Amen. And then here you are, you have picked up the gift. Come on, somebody. Amen. And we were talking on this week because God has given him an eye to see things. There was a contractor that came in here and did some work. Amen. And the work didn't please Rayshawn. He began to talk about it. So he had to go behind. Come on, somebody. He had to go behind the contractor and, and begin to fix it up because God gave him an eye. Because he walked with his father. Come on, somebody. Amen. When he was walking upright, when when he was doing a job, he would go in and do a job right. And he picked up something. Now, what are we picking up from our children? Or what are our children picking up from us? Verse 7. All right. And now, O Lord, my God, thou hast made me thy servant, king, instead of David, my father. And I am but a little child. I know not how to go out or come in. So he's talking to the Lord. He realized the state that he in. I ain't been married before. Now, Lord, you're going to have to help me because I'm a child here. Come on, somebody. Is this relatable? something you've never done before, something you're getting ready to do, you will have to go to God and be honest about it. Because we can have our own wisdom as to how we think things should be and how they should go. But something changes, amen, or we realize that when I get where I'm going, when I get there, man, this ain't quite like I thought it was going to be. The grass is not as green as I thought it was on the other side. So Solomon acknowledges that I'm a child. God, I've never been king before. I, I don't know these things. And I want you to look at what this servant asked the Lord. Verse 8 says, And thy servant is in the midst of thy people, which thou hast chosen, a great people that cannot be numbered nor counted for a multitude. Now we knew that was true from Abraham. Amen. Amen. These are the same people, the children of Israel. And here, David's son is now leading them. and He acknowledges, God, these are your people. These are your people. You know them. Do you know that the church is the bride of Christ? We are the bride of Christ. So when I'm looking at some of us, amen, and your ways want to stick up, you know, over Christ, I have to God you're able to take care of your church. This is your bride. You know your bride, brother than I. So help me to get this little, this little, help me to get my eyes off that and put them on you. Verse 9. Give therefore thy servant an understanding heart. Now what did he ask for first? Give, therefore, thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people, that I, may, that I may discern between good and bad. For who is able to judge this, thy so great a people? So Solomon knew that he did not have in him the wisdom to lead God's people. And the first thing he asked for, The first thing we want to ask for as a husband, the first thing we want to ask for as a a wife, as a mother, as a daddy, as a daughter or son, I need God help me because I don't understand. I don't understand why mama won't let me do something. Help me. Give me the wisdom to understand, praise God, and to trust their decisions. Help me to be content and not look at what the world is saying or doing. Are you getting this? I know how so-and-so is living over there. Come on, somebody. Amen. I know how they're living. It looks like they're doing good, don't it? That looks like they look, oh, they, they got the car and all of that over there. Oh, it just looks like every time I t- they, they step behind something new. Come on, somebody.
1: I mean they got the hair
0: all done, nails all. It looks like. Looks like they're doing all right. But God says, you're not supposed to be looking at them. You're supposed to be looking at me. Because I can give you that and more. Come on, somebody. But you got to put first things first. I've got to be first in your life. And then I can add. I can multiply. Come on, somebody. Amen. To God be the glory. Mm. This is good to me. All right, so he says, give me, Lord, an understanding heart so I can judge your people that I may be able to discern, a heart to discern between good and bad. For who's able to do it? Who can do it, Lord, except for you? Verse 10. And the speech was pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. Amen. To God be the glory. Verse 11. And God said unto him. Because thou has asked this thing. Now, what did he ask for? Understanding and discernment, right? In other words, he's asking for wisdom. So God said unto him, because thou has asked this thing and has not asked for thyself, what? You didn't ask, Lord, let me live a long time. Come on, somebody. All right. What else? Neither has thou asked what? Riches for thyself. Nor has thou asked the life of thy what? You ain't wishing nothing bad on somebody. Come on somebody. But has asked for thyself understanding to discern judgment. Behold, I have done according to thy words. Lo, I have given thee a what? Wise and what? Come on, somebody. So that there was none like thee before thee, neither after thee shall any arise like unto thee. This is the word of God. Are you you hearing me? Amen. In other words, you better open your mouth. You have not because you haven't what? Keep right on sitting there. Keep right on sitting there. You wanting this wisdom. You wanting this understanding. I'm wanting to be wise, but yet I will not submit myself and ask of God. And he's able to do more. And because God had placed him as a leader over his people, he submitted himself. Amen. To the Lord. And went and asked of him for an understanding. God, give me a heart so that I can understand. Because you know how it is with people. Yes. Come on, they telling you all this stuff. And you need wisdom. Yes. And I'm telling you, some folks can lie like a rug. Come on, somebody. They be lying so much you don't even know when they're This is terrible. But God loves them too. And I'm telling you, while they're young, you better do what you can. Do what you can to help them. To God be the glory. Amen. Let me keep going. So the wisdom that he received from God, he says, I have given thee a wise and understanding heart so that there was none like thee before thee, no one like you before, and then after thee there shall any arise like unto thee. Verse 13. And I have also given thee. Oh, now wait a minute. Come on now. And I have also given but thee that which thou hast not put. Oh my God. I hope y'all are getting this. Both what? Say it loud. Riches and what? So that there shall not be any among the kings like unto thee all thy what? Oh my God. Verse 14. And if thou will walk in my what? Now there's something you got to do. You want to walk in my ways. Keep my what? And my what? As thy father David did walk, then I will what? <laughs> I'll lengthen your days. Lengthen. My God, my God, my God. Verse 15. Last one. And Solomon awoke. And behold, it was a dream. Did I really dream that when God was talking? Did did this really happen? Was he really talking to me? I dreamed it. And he came to Jerusalem and stood before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord and offered up what? How many times? Has God shown you something? Now, you ain't got to go get get something and burn it. But I tell you, somebody ought to be offering up some praise. Come on, somebody. Amen. There ought to be some praises. Amen. Coming from the people of God. Amen. Amen. Because I know that I know that I know that I know. Hallelujah. That he spoke to me. I remember when I asked him to heal my body. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. And, I, I, and then he reminds me, it doesn't matter what the doctors say. doesn't matter what is going on. You stand on my words. Amen. Hallelujah. When you can't trust nothing else. Come on, team. I got to stand on his words. Amen. Hallelujah. And leave the consequences to him. Hallelujah. Christ said, for me to live is Christ. But for me to die is what? Gain. Either way, he was content. Come on, somebody. Amen. To God be the glory. Let me finish reading this. And Solomon awoke, and behold, it was a dream. And he came to Jerusalem and stood before the ark of the covenant of the Lord and offered up burnt offerings and offered peace offerings. And made a feast to all his what? You're going to want to bless. You're going to want to do something good for someone else. What makes a man wise? It is his relationship with Christ. I've read to you, praise God, in the hearing, Solomon is not a made up. He's not a fairy tale. He was known as the wisest man. His wisdom was far above, amen, any other king in that day. He had wisdom, praise God, that he enlarged the territory of Israel, praise God, amen. Uh, it talked about how his wisdom was so, so, you know, he, he, his wisdom was so wise. It even goes on and it talks about this, where he used his wisdom this particular time when there were two women, praise God, who was sleeping. hmm and he had wisdom when it came to human nature and their experience. And it talks about these women who were both sleeping. And one woman, both of them had children, babes that, 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 that they nursed, nurse. Amen. And on this particular occasion, praise God, it says the one woman must have rolled over and smothered her baby. Amen. And her baby was dead. And when she realized her baby was dead, she went over and took the other woman's baby. Amen. And switched it out. Amen. And then they came before King Solomon. Amen. Because they were both claiming. So the woman, you know I know my baby. Come on, somebody. I think it was, uh, uh, it was, it was Quentin. They brought in a baby. Amen. I remember in the hospital, praise God, and I was laying up there. And the woman brought the baby over and going, that's not my baby. That is not my baby. She said, you'd be surprised the number of women just take the baby and start nursing. I'm going, daddy, what in the world? I know my baby. I know who I birthed. Amen. Praise God. But that mother, praise God, was saying, was explaining to King Solomon that that was her child. That was her child. And the other woman was saying, no, 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 this is my child. And Solomon, in his wisdom, knew that one of them had to be lying. And so this king, amen, said, bring me a sword. Amen. And he proposed to divide the baby in half. Amen. He was going to divide the baby in half, and he knew the true mother, amen, would say, no, don't do this. Give the baby to the other woman, amen. So, and that's exactly what happened, and the baby was given to the true mother. His wisdom was so wise that there was a woman who was Queen Sheba, amen, amen. She had heard about him, amen, and she liked him, (laughs) and she came, amen, to where he was, amen, to test him. And to ask him questions. Amen. Praise God. And under, amen, sitting under this particular king and all his wisdom. At the end of that conversation, amen, she realized that she had underestimated. Amen. That he really was as wise as the Lord had proclaimed. The only thing about Solomon is that as he grew older, he began to bring in women. Amen. Of other nationalities okay or other faith and when he brought those women in they brought in their culture and he had one of the largest harems amen of women and that became his downfall but God doesn't repent of the gifts that he gives us I want you to know that praise God but I need for you to see that what makes a man wise is his relationship. And when a man learns, even as a child, we got some children that, like, there's one girl in that after school program, I call her old lady. Have you ever seen young people with old folks' sense? Usually, when they hang around older people, they pick up their what? Wisdom. And then you find children that seem like they don't have a bit of common sense. Well, didn't you see the trash can was running? Don't you see, right? Don't you see it needs to be? Why why are you going to walk over it? Why don't you pick it up? It's like they, they don't have a bit of wisdom there. But yet, that wisdom of God is there. Someone find. I've got a couple of more scriptures I want to call out. Amen. So I need someone to find Psalms 111 and 10. Psalms one eleven and ten. I need for you to help me today. I'm almost about to finish. Psalms one eleven and ten, Proverbs three and thirteen, Colossians three sixteen, James 1.5. and James one. 17 in that order. What makes a man wise is his relationship. Amen. All right. Who's got Psalms 111 and 10? Okay, Elder Barnes Reed. praise and do it forever the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom Mm -hmm. the fear of the Lord I've got folks today who don't fear anybody they rather they're more concerned about what somebody posts on Facebook than what God has posted in his word I would rather you respond to me on postbook than to get still and hear what God is saying to me. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And this fear is what brings respect and reverence for his word. I've got to understand that God means what he says. And he doesn't say anything to hurt or harm us. But everything he's written in his word is for my good. All those who practice it will have a good understanding. And his praise, nobody won't have to tell you how to praise God, will endure forever. They're going to obey. God says, if you love me, you're going to obey my commandments. And Christ says, a new commandment that I give you. That you love your neighbor as your what? As yourself. Amen. And all the other commandments are wrapped up. But we've got to fear God. Fear the Lord. Amen. That's the beginning of wisdom. Man. My heart goes out to a generation that does not fear God. We had fear of our parents. I feared my mama. I know Hattie Margaret did not play. One of those parents has got to. Somebody. Amen. Somebody. Amen. And that was me. That was me. Amen. I, I had to do more of the whoopings. Of course, Jessica did get one from my dad. We'll never forget. Amen. But it has to be fear, and fear is learned from us as parents. Fear of the love of God. How will they know the love God if I don't show love? Amen? We got to walk upright before our children. Amen. Go to Proverbs 3 and 13. Who's got that one? Stand and read. Proverbs 3 and 13. Happy is the man that finds wisdom, and the man that get understanding. Amen. Amen. Happy is the man. And my translation says you're blessed when you find this wisdom. Wisdom is from God. It is based on our relationship with him. Amen. To God be the glory. I love it. Let's go to Colossians 3 and 16. This one is heavy. Please stand and read. Now y'all sitting here with these phones? And pastors ask you to get it. Colossians three and sixteen. Thank you, CeCe. Amen. Now what were we doing this morning? What were we doing for our 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 our, our communion service we were doing what singing and what praises unto God okay now we're not able to do that if our hearts aren't turned to him right amen here uh, Paul is speaking to the Colossians he says let the word of Christ dwell in you richly now what word is he talking about he's talking about this word right here Are we We, we Sunday-going Christians? That's why we have that midweek service. If you're not coming out, you're missing it. We've got to get the word in us. I'm not, with some of us play a whole lot of songs on the radio, don't we? We just love, we got our favorite station. Ray Sean got in my car the other day and I knew he was there. You know how he knows? Because he had unturned my radio. And the thing about it is when he turns my radio, RJ, he don't turn my radio back where it was. Because I have stations that I listen to. Amen. And then some stations I don't listen to. I need to hear some words. I don't know about you. I need to hear some words. What you got on your phone? If I was to go there and click your phone, Tyler, what would I find? That woman up there doing that thing? Hmm? Or can I go there and find, you know, are you getting that that, that Bible verse a day? Huh? Are you enjoying that? I enjoy it. Amen. That means you're getting, it's just like you remember to take your medicine, take your vitamin. Amen. You're getting the word of God every day. And I'm telling you, it is doing more for you than what you realize. You got to watch what you're putting in yourself. Come on, somebody. You got to watch these, these gates that, the, that, 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 that are used, that God put there for him, that the world is trying to influence. So I got to watch that eye gate. I got to watch that ear gate. Got to watch that mind. Come on, got to be watching what I'm touching. And where am I? I got to be watching where I'm going. Amen. And if I'm not getting in the word, if I if I can't go to sleep at night until I speak to so-and-so, or if I text some somebody, that means Christ is not first. Did you hug your mama today? She got to think about it. Mm -hmm. Angel, you hug your mama today? Okay. We're going to get our hugs after. But first things have to be first. Mama, I love you. Daddy, I love you. Father, I love you. And we don't want to be put in a position to all we have. There are some parents who are ready for the emptiness. They're ready for those kids to get out of that house. You are ready. You have been waiting for this. But I'm telling you, it is not what you think. And what you are waiting for, it is the process you need to be thankful for. God, I thank you that you've allowed my children to get this. Oh, come on, somebody. I'm thankful, God, that you have blessed them with a sound mind, God. Amen. So I should be thanking God through the process because when you get there, I'm telling you it's not what you think it is. Now, you need to hear me, parents, because in your mind, you got one thing going on. And you got one plan and you're thinking it's going to be this way, but it is God's plan. And somewhere in in this book, it talks about if the Lord wills. If it's your will. So we've got to be pumping ourselves with the word of God each and every day. Let the word of God dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing songs and hymns and spiritual songs. Amen? Yes. With thankfulness in your what? A gratitude in my heart. Amen to God. Who's got James 1 and 5? The Amen. So if I want the wisdom of God, I've got to do what? What did Solomon do? Didn't he ask? He asked for an understanding heart and the spirit of discernment. So, angel, I'm praying. You getting ready to go up there? And after a while, you're going to be where your folks are. So, I'm praying, God, give me wisdom. Make me wise. Help me to do the right things. Amen. While I'm away from my parents. Amen. Give me the wisdom, Lord. God, help me to be able to, you know, you when you get those foreign professors and they speak and you can't quite understand what they're saying God give me wisdom help me to find another way to be able to understand come on somebody but we've got to be praying and asking God for these things because he's the only one amen I don't know about y'all but I ask him for wisdom and then he gives gives to give you wisdom liberally that means he'll give you more than a what? Didn't he give Solomon more than enough? Amen. Amen. He asked for him and then look, he says, because you, because you didn't ask, he said, I'm going to bless you with it. It is all right. James 3 and 17. Who's got that? That was the focus verse. I want one of my young folks to stand. Who was listening? Besides Cece. James three seventeen. Thank you, Jakara. Amen. To God be the glory. The wisdom that we desire today is the wisdom of Christ. Amen. It is the pure wisdom. Amen. That's okay. That happened to me too. Amen. To God be the glory. Paul said that Christ was the power and the wisdom of God. Amen. Christ is the power and wisdom of God. Christ is the power and wisdom of God. Christ is the power and wisdom of God. He is the one that helps us get all the understanding. And he tells us, in all our getting, in all our doing. To get understanding. I got to be seeking him like never before. What makes a man wise? It is his relationship with Christ. I can talk to him and he can talk to me. Do you think he's just going to talk to Solomon and not to me? No. He knows your name. He knows your name. And one thing about it, we can never hide from him. The God that we serve knows us. And he wants us to desire him, all of him. God forbid if we leave church today and the words that have gone out have fallen to the ground. God forbid. We've got to be wise on today. Wisdom comes from God that makes us truly wise. And when we seek his wisdom, he not only will bless us, but he can bless us in abundance. Amen. Amen. Now that is what he gave me on today. That's what keeps going in my heart. And when I look at our youth, and when I look at our adults, our old and our young, my heart grieves. Because many times we elevate our own wisdom above that of Christ when we choose to go our way. But we've got to remember that Christ is the power and he is the wisdom of God. So we've got to get Christ. We don't say Galatians 2 and 20 just to be saying it. Amen. We believe it's true. And I want our people, I want you to understand that you too are going to have to stand before him one day. Not just my daddy. Not just my mama. But one day, he's going to call my name. And that is the day when I'm going to have to answer. God is speaking to many of us today. Because he's able to get our attention. And what I want to do, Father, I want to be a hearer. I want to know when you're speaking. I want to have that conversation like Solomon did. Where I can just talk to you. And then you can respond. And then I've got to learn how to wait and allow him to speak. What makes a man wise? What makes a woman wise? It is that relationship. Is my relationship with Christ above everything else? Is it first? Because it has to be first. He's the only one that gives me the power to get wealth. He's the only one that can direct my steps. Amen. So that what would have been taken months or years, God can do it just like that. But we've got to choose him. And I'm telling you, in the whole household, you let that man of God in that house say, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And every now and then, God will get you where he can talk to you. Whether it's you walking along that day, or sometimes he'll wake you up in the midnight hour. But he will get your attention. Because this walk is serious. Amen. And just like I've got to account for it, so do you. Amen. Amen. We don't want our children ending up in all these places. And definitely not firewood. Amen. Amen. What makes a man wise is his relationship with Christ. God, I'm putting you first. I don't understand why she's acting that way, but I am putting you first. Amen. I was talking to one of our ministers here. About the water. Christ has to be first in your life. Then it's your wife. Then the children. Then your church. Amen. We don't put children above Christ. We don't put spouse above Christ. Come on somebody. And you don't have a pastor that be running you everywhere. Because I believe that charity starts at home and spreads abroad. You need to be a, a wife to your own husband. And a husband to your own wife. A father to your own what? Children. Is this making sense? Yes. Amen. And then in all you're doing. Try to please God. Amen. Amen. To God be the glory. Give God a hand clap of praise. <laughs> Amen. We did good today. <laughs> Amen. We give God the praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, mothers. So the word of God says, the day you hear my voice, harden not your heart. Amen. Amen. If there is one today Amen that wants this wisdom Once again all of us here at White Oak thank you for listening God bless